You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on on Cancelled? Oh yeah. Welcome to the podcast YouTube channel. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hit us with a like and a subscribe and Mm -hmm. click the little bell so that you don't miss when our awesome videos upload every Friday at noon. Uh, Thank you guys for watching. And to start today's podcast, we are going to be doing our favorite segment here um, called Rate Rate That. That. Apple. Apple. It's really bad. I, I really don't like it. We need to come you up with something it. else. It's, kinda, it. it's just I not. Like it's it. just lame. It it's lame. You did. Well, we're back. Yeah, we're back. We didn't, we didn't have podcasts I know you guys were week. crying, wishing that you could watch right that apple. Yeah. But, Ben, why don't you tell us what type of apple we have? This is an apple that I've never tried. I don't know if you guys have ever tried it, but this know. is an Empire apple. And my hopes are not super high. It has, like, a little bit of give already. Um, but we'll keep an open mind. But we'll it's keep an it empire. Empire. And, you, you know, uh, I told um, Brianna's sister, Lindsay, that we were doing Empire, and her response was gross. So, ah, I don't know. That's tough. I kind of, I kind of, it looks really good. It looks. It looks really it good. Looks okay. All right, let's, let's give it a try. Okay. I don't like it. Uh-oh. I got it really bad. I didn't even... I don't dislike it. It's soft. Kind of needing our bite. The skin's kind of thick. Mine, at least. The inside is too soft. I don't like it. It's a little soft, but it's, like, for me, not, like, gross soft. Is anyone getting a minty flavor? No. I'm getting something I don't like in the flavor. To be honest with you, I don't mind the texture too much. Um, me either. It reminds me of, like, did you guys ever go apple picking when you're yes. younger? And you just, like, rip one right off and you eat it? It kind of oh, reminds yeah. me. Yeah. 100%. You're right. That's, that's what it reminds me of right. when, I, when I was a kid and I was picking apples. But I'm getting a minty aftertaste, and I'm kind of just done with it, this that's right here. weird. Um, yeah, you shouldn't taste any minty. Yeah, can, did you, can we just put that in the bag right there? Um... All right, last week, what what was our apple last week? But, um, Two weeks ago, yeah. We didn't like it. Oh, it was terrible. No, we have like oh, a three. Oh, it was Red Delicious. Oh, Red Delicious, okay. In comparison, like if I'm looking at like Red Delicious being like uh, like the low and uh, like maybe like a Envy or like we haven't tried Envy yet, but we will, like a Cosmic Crisp somewhere in there being like a high, I feel confident in saying that this apple, middle of the road. It's middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. like like a, I'm okay with a five point five six somewhere in there. I'm gonna stay at a five. I think it's neutral. It's not great, but it's not awful. I think the taste is pretty good. It's kind of sweet, like a yep. little tart. Yep. I didn't get any mint, but um, I'm at a five. I don't really know. I did not like the texture on the inside. The taste was not bad. I feel like you might have just gotten a really bad one. Maybe I really got a bad one, but I'm giving it like a 4.5. I 
I didn't really like it. I mean, that's not that much lower than. It men's. was not crispy at all. It was mushy. I, I I could see that apple getting mushy if that didn't have a minty taste to it. To me, I think Did my you mouth. Just brush your teeth. I, I think my mouth <laughs> might have a minty taste to it because I chewed gum like thirty minutes ago or like an hour ago or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> not no, the no. What's it called? It's not the apple. But nonetheless, I'm okay with it. I'm going to go with a 5.5. I actually would go and buy that apple if I was in a certain type of mood. And so I think that's an average of five. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Five. Well, thank you for tuning in to Rate That Apple. And uh, I hope that you guys uh, make sure that you watch it again next week. But time for more important matters. Maybe we can get, like, weird segue music, like, going into this or whatever or something like that. I I don't know. It's just... I have no idea. Some kind but of interesting. This is interesting. Lindsay, come on, come on up, Lindsay. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. She's Absolutely. so shy. Having Lindsay join us again for the podcast this week. Next week, Ben is going to stick with us uh, after Rate That Apple yeah, and do something. Yeah. But I wanted to start something that I felt to be very important that uh, I feel as though is really important uh, as a Christian. So many people profess Christianity, Right. Many of your friends have said that they're Christians. I'm talking to you, those of you that are watching. Lindsay, Brianna, I'm sure many of your friends yes. have yes. professed Christianity to you. And growing up, playing on sports teams, you know, I'm Catholic. Yeah, I'm a Christian because I'm Catholic or whatever. But people are not properly discipled about what the life of a Christian should really look like. There's... Really and truly, the life of a Christian should look according to what the Bible says. And today, what I hope to do and what I think is going to be a multiple-week uh, series, I want to talk about what should the life of a Christian look like. So we're going to go through a couple of different points. I think, what, Lindsay, did, did we have five of them? Um, have four or five. We had four or five. L- Lindsay helped me write five, them five. Uh, today. Brianna was busy with some other stuff, but Lindsay helped me write it. So thanks, Lindsay. Welcome. Uh, but um, insert clapping sounds. Insert clapping <laughs> sounds. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the my first point. The life of a Christian begins with denial of self. This is probably the least talked about, and if it is talked about, the least understood part of being a Christian. The life of a Christian beginning with the denial of self. And we see this in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 24. Brianna, why don't you read that for me, if you don't mind? Uh, Starting in verse 23. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, then you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Yeah. So I think that what, what a lot of people don't realize is the life of a Christian actually, you know, we might say it in church because it sounds religious, you know, oh yeah, you know, I live for God, I live for God, and it's like, all right, well, that that's nice, like that you want to live for God, but do you understand what that means? Because what it really means is it's denying yourself of things that are not honoring to God. You must give up your own way because man, what Jesus is really getting at here is man, human beings, have a sin nature that their way is sin. But what Jesus is saying is give up your own way. Give up that way of sin. That's your propensity to go towards. Pick up your cross and follow me. Pick up your way of doing wrong and come and follow uh, things that are honoring to me. Right. 
Right. It's like that scripture that says, like, that wide is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. So when you give up that wide way and walk the narrow way, then you get that life. And what this scripture says, that you will get life. You'll save it. Yes. 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 You, you'll, you'll literally save your life by doing this. The reason why is because if we follow the path that leads to destruction, if we continue to go on our own path or our own way, we'll eventually lose our life because eternal life right. will spend eternity in, in hell separated from God as opposed to heaven with God. So uh, rather than following our own way, we should look to pick up our cross, follow Jesus. But I've heard it mistaught before that this means that you should never enjoy life. That this literally means that anything that you enjoy is sinful. Anything that you enjoy is bad. Pick up your cross, follow Jesus. You know, don't go to the store and, and shop because, you know, that's, that's you know, doing something that you like. That's following your own way. You know, don't eat this food. Don't do that. Don't do this. It's not about that per right. se. If I enjoy something that's in line with God's word and is okay according to God's word, Jesus is not telling me to give that thing up. But when we do things that are contrary to God's word, that's when it becomes a problem because now we're following our own way. Right, right. As long as it's not in a way of sin, like it doesn't have sin involved in it, God's not going to say, no, don't eat that apple. You like apples. Yeah, God wants you to have a good time. <laughs> right. Absolutely. He's not a God is not like people think that he's like a fun crusher or a fun no, like a fun smotherer. Like it's like, you know, God anything not that's a party pooper. No, he's not a party pooper. I like that. That's a good way to put that, Lens. You know, put that in the comments if you if you're watching. <laughs> None of you ever do that, by the way, when I say to do that. Like there's like yeah. one of you that does it every now and again. Come but on, guys. Go ahead and put that. Jesus is not a party pooper. He's not. He has a good time. Like I bet you, like, if you ever watch the show The Chosen or like the Bible, you can see like they imitate Jesus as somebody who had a good time. Like he went to right. weddings, like he yeah. enjoyed himself. It's not like he's like, oh, like, you know, just like, you know, hate everything about life and have a miserable time while you're here on earth. That's not what God's right. will he is wants for you your to life. have joy and that comes with having fun. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yep. He created good things for us. Right. To, he created all things for us to enjoy. Um, Obviously, you know, not sinful things, but I think we made not that sin, pretty clear. Sin. Very clear. So the life of a Christian begins with denial of self. We need to deny ourselves, and we need to focus on God. Deny ourselves of the things that are not pleasing towards God and bear our cross. Second point, Linz, why don't you share the second point with us? The life of a Christian seeks God's kingdom. Amen. The life of a Christian seeks God's kingdom. I know we're using really Christian things right now, but it's about to get practical in just a second. You know, we deny ourselves. We seek things that are of God. Same thing with this, seeking the kingdom of God, seeking the kingdom of heaven, actually having a desire to say, you know what? I'm going to seek things that are of eternal impact, that are glorifying to God. And here's what the scripture says about that, Matthew 6.33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Yeah. It says right here, seek first the kingdom of God, and right. God will give you everything that you need. This whole passage right here, Matthew 6, is an awesome passage. I was talking with Lindsay about this before we came on the air. But literally, it lists all the things that you can do to seek the kingdom of God. And then it tells you if you do seek the kingdom of God, all these things will be added on to you. I think it's so cool how Jesus kind of taught that or how Matthew even constructed the entire uh, chapter here. It's 
do all of these things right here, that's seeking the kingdom of God. And if you do that, everything else will be added to you. What's everything else? Well, the context tells us. It talks about the fact that the, that the uh, that the uh, sparrows that he uh, that, that the sparrows that he that he feeds them. How much more will he feed us? He talks about, I believe, the lilies, and he says, you know, he dresses them with beauty and splendor. How much more will he clothe you? You know, it's talking about the fact that God will be your provider if you seek first his kingdom. Right, right. It's, it's powerful. Yeah. When you seek first the kingdom of God, God will literally start to make things uh, like that are open for you. And, it, you know, sometimes it sometimes it might not be like immediate, but like I'll, I'll just give you like a brief testimony, something that might encourage you as you're watching right now. Last night I was feeling discouraged. I was like, man, like, you know, like I, I'm we're, we're believing God for a house right now, Brianna and I. And it's like, man, it just seems like, you know, nothing is nothing is coming our way. But I've been seeking God's kingdom, you know, and I kind of got frustrated. And the Lord this morning, I believe, you know, uh, you know, understood my frustration. It was like, you know, I see the fact that you've been faithful. And today I went to go get my hair cut. I mentioned to the lady cutting my hair that I was looking for a house. And some lady that was in the salon just happened to hear me and was like, oh, like, you know, we're looking to sell our house right now. And she got my number down, took down my information, and literally told me, yeah, I don't want to involve any, you know, realtor or anything like that or get any, you know, crazy with that type of stuff. You know, how much are you looking to spend? And it literally turned into me just talking to a person about possibly buying their house with no debate, no bidding war, nothing like that. Am I going to buy that house? Are we going to buy it? I have no idea. But what I'm saying is that it encouraged my faith, the right. fact that, I, that I've that i been seeking first God's kingdom and he made a way for me. It might look different for you. It might not be buying a house. You might be a, a teenager right now. It might be finding a job because maybe jobs are hard to come by right now. It might be maybe filling up your gas tank because gas is so expensive right, right now. If you're younger, it might just be having money for lunch food. Watch as you seek first God's kingdom consistently on a regular basis, and God will add those things on to you. Yeah. When I was in college, I remember I read this scripture, and God really showed me, like, listen, like, you, this is your your job. Your main job is to seek my kingdom before everything else, and, like, watch as I put everything in your path. And within one week, I had five job openings. That was what I yeah. was praying for. I was praying for a job, and I had five, and I had to actually choose. It wasn't just like, oh, here's just one random job, which that would be nice too, but I actually got to pick. So it goes to show you that God's not a man that he's lying, but his word is actually yeah. true, that when he says, like, listen, if you seek my kingdom and walk out righteously, deny yourself and Get rid of sin in your life and just follow me. I'm going to l- put everything in your hands. Amen. Powerful. Yeah, I mean, if we're all telling stories right now, for me too, in school, <laughs> I like I pay my school bill myself, and the Lord told me not to take out any loans. So I've been like trying to be faithful and do that. And last semester, I was getting really discouraged, like how Joey was saying, because I was like, man, like the money's not coming in. I owed almost $8,000 on my bill. And at my school, they asked me to share a testimony, and I was like, all right, well, I'll share from last semester, and my bill got paid off. So I did, but in the middle of that, I had no idea, like, where the money was coming from for my next bill. But just, like, the verse is saying, like, to be, like, being faithful and that all his, that God will add things onto you. 
and literally like two weeks after that like money just started coming in like yeah. I got five thousand dollars scholarship then like all of a sudden people are like offering to pay off my bill and I ended up actually having my bill totally paid off and more money so I could pay for summer classes too so it wasn't like you know God didn't leave me empty-handed or leave me with not enough but actually gave me more right. so I was mm. able to do even more and more things that I wanted and able to Amen. take the classes this summer that I wanted right. to Amen. It's good. That's what God will do for you if you seek first his kingdom. Yes. Seek it first. So, okay, we just said seek first the kingdom, right? But now let's go back and let's look at those uh, parts of Matthew that tell us how we can seek the kingdom of God. And this next one is not one that's popular with a lot of people because they don't like to do this. But the life of a Christian involves giving. The life of a Christian involves giving. How do I know this? Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. By the way, Lindsay... We don't want you telling stories anymore. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I won't we tell forgot to mention I will not, that. I will not tell any more stories. No more you stories. That was ridiculous. I'm sorry you had to hear that incredible <laughs> testimony about what God did in somebody's life. It, it must have been a waste of your time. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Lindsay. It was wonderful. That, that was just a joke, guys. Please don't get upset joke. with me. It was a joke. I joke with we Lindsay. We love like each that. other. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and read that. Um, verse Starting in verse 1, watch out. Don't. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as a hypocrite does, blowing trumpets in the synagogue and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything will reward you. Amen. Amen. Giving to needy people or like people who are in need, you know, again, people like to be so Christian, you know, giving to needy people, giving to people in need, people that need stuff, right? Giving to people that are in need. Giving in general is a part of being a Christian. It's a part of seeking the kingdom of God. Why? Because when you give, when God tells you to give, when you give, not even sometimes people overspend. I just don't really feel led right now to be to, to be giving or whatever. If you see someone in need and you feel like something and you feel to help them, help them. Right. Go for yes. it. Like you don't necessarily need God to tell you to help them because He already did in His word. He yes. said to help needy people. Yeah. Like now, I'm not saying every needy person you you, you see you gotta you know go and drop a band on them or anything like that. But like I, I'm I'm saying that like you can like go and buy. Some someone Taco Bell or buy someone McDonald's or buy someone Why is food. Taco Bell your first example? <laughs> because because Ben food. is in the room and he hates Taco Bell. <laughs> but you can buy someone that's in need their food. You can do that without going to prayer and fasting for three days and three right. nights in the wilderness and eating only locusts and honey. No, you can just do it. It's, it's okay. People that say that yeah. they're going to pray about it really are just saying, I don't want to do it. Uh, like so, half the time, sometimes people actually mean it. Like I really need to pray about it and see if this is what God wants. But like, you know, I'm just not really sure right now if God wants me to be a giver. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pray about. What? Do you, what? 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 what that's gonna be a waste of your time because what yeah. you're gonna do is you're just if you you're not really actually gonna consider it in prayer. You're just gonna say, God, you want me to give, and then just hear no in your head, and then come back and say, God said I didn't want me to give. Sorry, I'm done now. But <laughs> that was a big rant. It's, it's okay. It's true. Yeah. That, that was a Moiling Girl rant. Um, <laughs> that's but, us, by the way. Yeah, they're the, they're the well. Now girls. she's a Santor. Well, now I, she's Santor. You're girl. not Santor. Yeah. More, but I'm yeah, a Santor. Anyway, we get, it, we get it. <laughs> but giving to needy people, I'm actually gonna fall asleep. Good thing I have my phone. Giving to needy people is actually a part of the Christian life. Giving in general is a part of the Christian life. You should be giving. There's right. a clear 
command and blessing in Scripture for people who give. And so if you're not giving, you know, tithing, not ever having any generosity in your heart, well, I'm sorry, but that's not the life of a Christian to its fullest extent. Like, you should be, like, excited to give to people with the understanding that I know that God will take care of me right. and I don't have to worry about me. Um, just today, me and Brianna, we, we saw someone that, that had a need and we said to each other, hey, like, you know, let's see if we can help out a little bit. And, you know, uh, because they're, they're faithful to God and because they're in need. And right. what we, we just went and did that. I don't say that arrogantly or boastfully or anything like that, but just the fact that I'm not telling you to do something that I don't do myself. People think the church is all after their money. I'm not after your money. All I know is that, that God says to give. Right. Maybe you feel like, well, I don't have a lot of money. Like, you know, I'm just a kid or I'm just a teenager and I'm just trying to save money for this. God will reward you when you give. Like Joey said, start with something small to build up your faith. Start with something small. You know, your friend needs $10 because they're hungry. You know, give that give that to them. Start with something small and then see that return to you or see the blessing follow when you start to share what you have with others yeah but don't put it i'm saying all that to say don't put on yourself be like oh now i have to go give the 500 dollars i have and that's all the money i have you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself to give everything you have start with something small to build up your faith to the place where you could give something more and see god turn that around for you yeah, just something easier, simple, like buy your friends coffee or like Brown was saying, just like give them $10. Like it doesn't have to be a big deal. Like I feel like I used to always think when people talked about giving, like it was like, oh, I need to give $100 in the offering or like I need to yeah. give this big gift to this evangelist. But it's not always like that. Like it's an everyday life too. Like And just right. giving because you want to. You know, sometimes, you know, like God will tell us to give a specific amount to a specific yeah. person. Or right. sometimes God will say, you know, I want you to, in your spirit, you'll hear the Lord tell you to give a certain amount in an offering. But other times, you can just give because you want to. It's a joy yeah. to give. It's fun right. to give. Like, Absolutely. you start doing it, and, like, giving's addicti- addicting. Like, you yeah. want to just, like, keep doing it's it. Fun. Because you see it come back. And even more than that, you see the joy that in other people from meeting their need. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Giving is a part of the life of a Christian. It's, it's like, an essential. And it's a part of seeking first the kingdom of God, showing right. God that that money people, you know, people all, oh, you know, you know, somebody, you know, they they, uh, you know, are they're a big, you know, they're a big giver so they can get attention or whatever or anything like that. No, just giving is a part of the life of a Christian because they understand that if I give, then God will take care of the rest. And people that are usually uh, the wealthiest for in a Christian setting are usually people that give a lot. Right. Uh, but anyway, that's enough on that. My next point, the life of a Christian involves prayer. The life of a Christian involves prayer. Matthew 6, 6. But when you, go, when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Yeah. If I had time, I would, but I want to wrap this up very soon. But I'm going to do another teaching on this another week. Matthew 6 gives you a full outline of how you can pray. Full outline. It's very clear. Jesus is not saying when he says to pray the Our Father prayer, to literally say Our Father, Our in heaven, hallowed be thy name, has no meaning to it when you just ramble it off like that. It has no meaning. It does nothing. But right. if you, you say, if you say, take that prayer and say, I'm going to use this as a model of how I can pray, it can actually be very fruitful. But that's not the point of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that a life of a Christian involves prayer. You, Jesus said, when you pray, 
He didn't say, if you pray, if you decide to, if you feel like, you know, maybe I should pray right now. Sometimes I hear just the silliest things. And when it's from students, it's okay because, you know, you you guys are still learning and stuff like that. But I hear the silliest things from people that should be seasoned Christians. I hear things like, you know, I just didn't feel led to pray today. I just didn't feel... (laughs) What's, what, what what in the world? Like, right. like you don't need to be led to pray. You just pray because that's a part of being a Christian. That's literally a part of, of knowing who you serve. Like, how could I know Lindsay or Brianna if I never took the time to talk to them? Right. I, I just I just would never know. You yes. know, how could I have that relationship and connection? You just can't. Praying is a part of being a Christian. How could you say you're a follower of Christ if you don't even know Christ? How could you say that, you know, right. you literally, like, are so, yeah, you know, Jesus, people love to say this in Christianity, especially in, like, in like uh, in like you know, the crazier, like, charismatic circles. Jesus is, like, my best friend, man, like, you know, whatever. Like, and, like, yeah, he is. Like, absolutely, right. there's nothing wrong with saying that. And, but, okay, he's your best friend, but you never talk to him? Hmm. Right. Like, that there's doesn't really compute. There. Yeah. Oh, I'm the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you? Do you pray? You know, I'm not trying to be condemning in a sense, but I am. I hope that this does convict for people that don't spend time in prayer because it's really important to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that people, like you said, don't, don't see the value in just the command that comes from the Bible of, you know, people say, oh, I didn't feel led to pray. I didn't feel led to do this. How about the fact that the Bible just said it and you just need to do it? Right. So, and that goes for a lot of things. Oh, I didn't feel led to witness for the past couple months. I didn't feel led to tithe for the past couple months. Well, it's not about a feeling or whatever. God doesn't lead you to do something that's not in his word. So, we just need to follow these commands. Yeah. The command that God's given you in the word of God. Like, don't let what you hear other people say be a reason for you to say the same thing to you. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't feel led to pray because, you know, you heard so-and-so, pastor so-and-so said it. No, okay, if you read the word of God, follow the word of God. Like, the book, the book, like, the book, the word of God is what we live by. Right. Like, we live by what the Bible says, not by what pastors say, not by what people say, but if the word of God is telling us that we need to pray, that we need to spend time with Absolutely. God, then yeah. you need to do it. It doesn't matter what anybody else said, and don't don't be a lazy Christian who doesn't give, who doesn't pray, who doesn't witness. Like, follow the word of God. Do what Jesus said to do and commanded us to do in the word. Yes. You'll be happy you did. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, I'll share this real quick. I had a professor at school that once told my wife that, you know, I believe in, this This is just not good. I, I believe in quality over quantity with time spent with God. Like what? What? What does that mean? I was like, you know, I maybe could get down with that if this statement wasn't said after. The professor continued to say that, you know, sometimes I just spend five quality minutes with God on, on a Saturday once a week. What? You spend five minutes with God once a week, and that's quality it's, it's quality. It's quality five. time, or what? What? What could you possibly like? If if I said to uh, a friend, you know, we just you know. Let's just, you know, talk for five minutes, you know, like every single, you know, week. But you're my best friend in the entire world. But let me talk to you for five minutes every week. Maybe if you're in a casual friendship and, you you know, you do that, maybe. But I'll tell you this, even when I call my friends that I haven't seen in months, you know, uh, on the phone, 
I talk to them for like an hour on the phone. Like I'm, I'm on that phone, I'm talking to them. But then the creator of the universe, the God that I say I serve, the God that I say is my friend, my best friend, I only give them five minutes in my week? Like that's, that's crazy. In five, how in five minutes could God be able to give you direction for your life? Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's what yeah. happens when you pray. You just pray. And then sometimes as you're praying, especially when you're praying in the spirit, and what I mean by that is when you're praying in tongues, you're just praying. Sometimes God will just speak something to you. It creates space for him to mm-hmm. tell you something, and it will change your life. I feel bad for people that don't pray more because really and truly they're missing out on God's direction and guidance in right. their life to do certain things that will lead them to be blessed, that will lead them to be joyful. I was praying in the Spirit the other day, and the Lord told me to do something different. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what I used to do, but I used to just give like online. Like, you know, uh, like, you know, we tithe, me and Brianna. But the Lord told me through praying in tongues, he said, here's what I want you to do with your tithe for now on. I want you to write a check for your tithe, and I want you to pray over it and then give it. Don't know why the Lord's asking me to do that, but he asked me to do that. But I only know that because I prayed. Yeah, yeah. I would be missing out on something that God wanted me to do if I didn't take the time to sit in his presence. Yeah, it's important. True. Yeah. Amen. Last point. The life of a Christian, ooh, this one people probably hate more than giving. The life of a Christian involves fasting. Uh, do you have Matthew? Do, yeah, you have, I have you it. Have it? Okay. Matthew, Matthew 9, 14 through 15, 14 this is. 15. Okay. One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Yeah. Then they what? Will Will fast. fast. Then they what? No, I'm just kidding. Will fast! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then they will fast. Yeah. Then they will fast. You know, it's kind of sad. I I had a conversation with a group of people the other day about fasting, and Lindsay and Brianna were with me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Should I, I so should, much context. Should I should Teddy Shuttlesworth. Ha, ha, ha. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, no, it's a good thing. That, that wasn't, a, just to be clear, that wasn't a mockery of him. That, that was, that's just something that he does. It's a good thing. It yes. stirs up, it stirs up joy in the room. That yes. was not a mockery. I would never mock, mock a man of God like that. But, um, but, you know, let, like literally we were having this conversation and I was talking to these uh, people that had grown up in a Christian home and they were acting like, they they could they've never even heard of this idea that you could fast until dinner. It's like what? I was like yeah. l- like like they were like sitting there as if, oh, like I would die if I didn't eat food for an entire day. One of them said, you know, oh, you know, wait, like you actually like fast like fully, like you don't you like fast like you don't eat any food like for for like an entire day or like you know. Till after dinner, or like you don't, you don't like even just like you don't even have like protein shakes or smoothies or anything like that. Like it was, they were blown away by yeah. the fact that people like, do that. People do that, and almost felt as though I, you know, I'm not sure if I misinterpreted the conversation. Almost felt as though it was even a little bit unnecessary, like to to go to that length. Yeah. And in my mind, and I know Lindsay and Brianna from when I talked to them, it's so worth it to fast. Because first off, Jesus said, when you fast, clearly Jesus was looking for a requirement to fast. And how do I find out how to fast? How do I find out how long I should be fasting for? Well, the Bible outlines 
different examples of fasts in the Bible. You could see people fasting from 9 to 3. You could see people uh, fasting from 9 till sundown or 9 till dinner time. Like, right. you could see different examples. You could see three-day fast in the Bible, one full-day fast in the Bible. But, you know, what I don't see is, and I'm sorry, I know that a lot, a lot of people do this, I don't see a social media fast in the Bible. I don't see it. I don't see, you know, fasting like, like, you know, fast on social media so I can go play PS4 instead during that time or PS5 during that time. That's how I used to think of fasting. Well, right. I'm not going to, you know, go on social media. You know, I'm so good that I didn't go on social media. Maybe that could be a part of your fast, but the purpose of fasting is replacing what you're fasting with the with the Word of God and with prayer. And the way you can really d- discipline yourself to do that biblically is by not eating and substituting that time with prayer. Yeah, that's that, that's really what the purpose of fasting is. And why is it important? Well, uh, Lindsay and I were looking this up earlier. Uh, it was in Mark what, Lindsay? Uh, 929. 929. 929. It said that G- the disciples couldn't cast out a demon. And it said this kind can only be passed out by prayer. And some translations say prayer and fasting. And I believe that fasting part is, you know, in accordance with that prayer in the sense that when you fast, you're, you're spending time in prayer. Right. But fasting will yield power in your life as a Christian. You will walk around more powerful as a Christian when you fast because your flesh is being crucified, completely denied, and you're filling your spirit more than you're filling your flesh. You're making your flesh or you're making your human self weaker than your spirit self. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening when you, when you fast. And so fasting is super important. And, you know, going back to that conversation that we have with those people, that wasn't a knock on those people. More it was a lack of discipleship and teaching in those in, in those people. Yeah. You know, you can't, you know, when, when I say, if I say something hard, like, you know, a social media fast is really not the best fast. I'm not saying that to be down on the people that do that. I'm more down on the people that told them that that was the best type of fast because that's discipleship. We need to disciple people. It's sad that we, you know, the, the people we were talking to were more, were kind of like our age-ish. And it was just kind of sad that no one had instilled inside of them that you should fast for, mm-hmm. you should fast for a good amount of time, a couple of meals. Right. You should build yourself up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, some people think, well, you know, I'm, especially as a teenager, I think that you may maybe feel like, well, like I'm a growing I'm a growing person. Like, I need to eat food. Like, if I don't eat, like, my bones are going to crumble because I need calcium. I remember my mom used to tell me, you need to drink milk, otherwise your bones are going to break. But um, (laughs) anyways, like, you're not going to die if you fast lunch. Start with a meal. Start with, okay, I'm just not going to eat lunch today. And And you're going to pray instead. Right, and instead of, of taking that time that you would eat, you know, go to pray. And when you feel that hunger inside of you, like, no, I'm not I'm not giving into this, but I'm pressing into more of what is of, of greater value. Mm-hmm. Giving up one meal is for to fast and get closer to God is worth so much more than eating that Chick-fil-A. It is. You can eat so it tomorrow. Right you yeah. can eat it that night. Like it's worth it. Like people will be like I know people that when we would have to fast when we were in Bible college, they would kind of just take it as a joke and they would close the cafeteria at the school. So some kids would go get, you know, fast food or Burger King yeah. and not saying that that's a bad thing to get. It's not. But in, they would make that a priority over the fast. So it's important that we learn now like that it's important to just you can give up that one meal a week. Yeah. yeah. You know, and make 
take that time and see the change it will make in your life because you're drawing closer to something yeah. that has more power than food. Yeah. yeah. And fasting 100% changes your life, changes your spiritual life. It changes the way that you, like, hear from God. Like, I know every oh. time that I fast, especially for extended amounts of time, it makes me so much more hungry for the word of God, so much more hungry for the presence and power of God. Like, yeah. it makes you just, like, so hungry. Like, you want so much of God because you're getting you're getting more of God because you're setting aside time saying, I'm right. going to pray, I'm going to study the word. And, you know, it's not like if you're fasting lunch and you're like, oh, i got to go pray for an hour. Well, if you're not used to praying for an hour read the word too don't just like sit there and be like i'm gonna make myself pray and like you can't like figure out how to do it because you're not used to it but you know fast and study the word too and it's not like it doesn't have to be like a difficult crazy thing like brianna said like start easy start small and build yourself up it's a discipline like fasting is a discipline it takes time to like learn how to do it and right and to even, like, you know, become accustomed to it. But the more you do it, the more you'll realize, like, hey, you know, I think I could fast two days instead of just one. Right. Or I think I could fast two meals instead of just one. Right. And you'll start to see the change in your life, and it will want, make you want to fast more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like it, it's like kind of like Linz was just saying and Brianna, is that you you start small with the idea of getting bigger. It's like going to the gym. I'm not going to go and lift a uh, 400-pound f- deadlift tomorrow. I, I would break my back, and it would be terrible. But I'm going to start small with the intention to be able to build myself up to get to a point where I can do more. Same thing with prayer. Same thing with fasting. Same thing with, you know, any a- anything when it comes to spiritual disciplines. Reading the Bible, anything like that. Don't do something that you can't do and um, that you'll right. discourage yourself with. Mm-hmm. Because... If I tried to deadlift 400 pounds I'd be, and I thought that I could, I'd be discouraged after I did it. But right. I know I can't, so I'm starting small. And that's what you need to do with prayer and fasting. That's what you need to, uh, need to do in your life as a Christian with giving, with all of these things. Build yourself up over time yes. to be more successful right. in, in those areas. And I promise you, you you'll, be, you'll be very, 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 very thankful. Yes. So it's, it's a really good thing. And, um, you know... Uh, Brianna and I are, you, you know, and again, I don't say all these things to make us look great, but Brianna and I are planning on, you know, doing a three-day fast this month. It's actually my first time doing a three-day fast ever before, but I really felt that God was leading me to do that. Now, did I just jump and do a three-day fast? No. That's, that, that would be ridiculous if I just decided to jump in and do a three-day fast for the first time. But I've built it up over time, and now I feel as though I'm ready to be able to do that. So I'm excited I'm excited for that. It's going to be great. It's going to be a little bit difficult, yeah, but it will be worth it. But anyway, we're kind of we're at the end of our time. Uh, we're trying to try keep the, you know, if it's a little over 40 minutes, it's okay, but I try and keep it around there. Uh, but I hope that this helped you developing your life as a Christian. Next week, I think I'm going to do a, more of a teaching on it. If you haven't registered for Heat Wave, do that. I got bracelets yeah, for Heat Wave right here. I got here. bracelets. I just came in. Uh, we have t-shirts, all that stuff. Make sure to register for it. Um, but uh, we love you guys so much. We and we you. hope that you're growing in your faith as you watch these things. God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.